Warning, some material may not be suitable for minors. The opinions, beliefs, and viewpoints expressed on this podcast by its creators and participants do not represent the opinions, beliefs, and viewpoints of any entity whatsoever with which we, the podcast creators and participants, have been, are now, or will be affiliated. Thank you. episode of Six Degrees of a Belly Dancer this week. Happy New Year. So we're going to have a really fun, wild adventure this year. Uh, let's see. Last time we uh, talked solo, I uh, was talking about how when uh, we were kids we would overdose on these over-the-counter motion sickness pills. <clears throat> Dramamine slash marazine. Don't ever do it. Horrible, kill you, make you an idiot. I don't know. Stupid kids, stupid times. And during that story, I remember telling you that, yeah, that was a hell of an episode having the seizure and my stomach pumped. And even with all of that crazy stuff going on, that still did not stop me. I was a freaking. Uh, idiot, I guess, I'll just say. But I'm going to tell you another episode with those crazy, stupid pills. And trust me, this was not the only thing us kids were doing. I mean, I was a kid who was doing whatever the heck I wanted since I was 13, 14. And nobody was going to change my mind, so there was a lot of, there's a lot of acid, mushrooms, weed all in between, but this story is just going to hang on to the theme of how I had these seizures from overdosing and how lucky I am to be here. Yeah, seizures. There was more than one. Even after that incident uh, that put me on that um, psych ward didn't stop me. But more importantly, I think people should know when kids are this stupid, it, you know, it isn't just them that are going to get hurt. There's friends, things happen, and your friends get hurt. Um, sometimes your friends hurt themselves. I mean, everybody has the has friends that are gone. So uh, one of my, I this is ninth grade. Yeah, this was ninth grade. So I'm like, fourteen. After I got out of that. Um. Children's Hospital, 
you know, I, my mom puts me back in school, but I didn't go. I just slough all the time. I uh, started seeing this kid, and, you know, we, we uh, hung out, and we had friends come over. We all ate these pills, and he had never eaten them, and we told him to eat these pills. Well, it did not affect him. Kind of lost it right away. Ran out the front door, jumped over my neighbor's fence, and we never saw him again. But we'll get back to that because that story is just short, and all I really wanted to say was I am sorry to him. And I don't think I'm going to ne- mention any names here. I think I will always just maybe use initials. So, uh, yeah, never saw J.H. again. In fact, I really felt bad about that. And to uh, make a long story short, I really, really uh, felt bad for what happened. And in the end, I never got to apologize to his family, even though I wanted to. I had a very, very mean phone call from his dad which is how I found out what happened to him, which I had no clue what was going on, but it certainly felt responsible. And you know what? I'm just going to thank all of my uh, little baby Yodas in the world that this man must have forgiven me because we're Facebook friends today and um, really, really grateful that I uh, feel like I'm forgiven for being a stupid kid, even though... um, I was a stupid kid, and stupid kids, uh, I don't know, kids are kids. So, where was mom? She was at work. I had two younger brothers, and I don't know, maybe they were playing Legos in the other room. I'm sure I was watching them. But to put a little history of how I got to that point, to be at 14 and being crazy with these things and having these stupid things happen to my friends, I'm just going to kind of set a little Pulp Fiction stage here. and let, Let's go backwards here. I'm going to go back to like, I turned 12 for 7th grade. And in 7th grade, you know, kids need to be busy. You got to keep your kids busy because if you have a kid like me who's like kind of really looking for something to do and some excitement and tired of watching uh, your little brothers all the time and I don't know. Well, I lived next uh, to Kennedy Junior High, and that was where I went to seventh grade. I lived in these apartments. They were kind of the low-income apartments, and next to those were another apartment complex, and another, and another. So here's this complex community, and back then, no social media. What do you do? You walk around. You walk around the neighborhood. You look around, and that's where I met some of my most best friends I have today, well, of course, I have my friend J.S. from 6th grade, and uh, his friend um, Daryl lived in these apartments next to mine, and I found out and started hanging out at Daryl's house, and I will say Daryl's name because he's dead. Uh, he he put a gun in his mouth and blew his brains out on my friend A.P.'s bed in front of him, and they were being stupid, but that's A.P.'s story, and uh, yeah, he's told me all about it. That was years ago. They were 17, but J.S. and Daryl would always hang out in the apartment complex and try and find cigarettes. And Well, Daryl's mom was always gone too at work, and he had his uncle living with him, and they were both always at work. So we were always in his room, or we were always at my house, but his room was way more cool, so he had the music and all. <laughs> J.S., Daryl, and those guys. So that was like 
walking around doing stuff like that this is all before we found out about that crazy stuff stupid over the counters I didn't even meet those people yet this is just how this you know me looking for trouble all started well I guess it all would start about the summer of seventh grade um, in those apartments Daryl and JS and more kids from Kennedy Junior High um, we would uh, walk around and look for a place to smoke our stolen weed and Daryl always had a bag from his uncle or somewhere I don't know uh, he was a pretty persuasive kid he probably talked somebody into stealing from their parents uh, we were all initiated that way so we have a friend that's parents went out of town and he had a little crunch down camper and he's like oh let's all go hot box this camper all right they're on vacation we sneak in the backyard we hot box the camper we get stoned cruise neighborhood I don't know what we were doing looking for trouble I don't know everybody actually had to go home except for Daryl and me and JS's parents were always home and he pretty much did whatever he wanted to Daryl gets this great idea he's hungry he wants to break into the house now and I remember feeling, ooh, I don't know if I want to do this. I mean, I was still having a hard time saying swear words at this point. I was pretty young. It ended up just being Daryl and I broke open the sliding glass door and we went in. And we fixed ourselves um, SpaghettiOs. And we weren't in there to steal anything. Not, we didn't even think about that. Daryl just wanted to eat some food and, I don't know, it was I guess burglary just didn't sound like that bad of an idea back then. So we're on the couch and we're eating these popsicles and we're watching some TV and we see a shadow go in front of the front room window. And then the doorknob starts to jiggle with a key. And we're like, oh shit. And there wasn't even enough time to throw down the popsicle. We were both running out the back sliding the last door right as the front door was opening. And it was that kid. It was like the kid, the, the parents, I can't say his name, but SD, yeah, uh, walked in. Apparently his parents were on vacation, and he was like, I don't know, to be home alone. I don't know the story. Next thing I know, the cops were at my house, and um, they took me to juvenile detention for 10 days. Well, during this time I was in there, I do remember there was when we were cruising the neighborhoods, there was this other little rat pack of kids, and they were like on a lower level than us lower level Hessians. Let's just say they were just like some freaking crappy ass kids, like kids you would love to just kick their ass if you're an adult today. Like they would want to steal and just, well, they were also our age, about 12 or 13 and smoking. And they knew where I lived and that from what I heard, they came looking for me to look for, I don't know, look for trouble or whatever, maybe even break into my house. I didn't even know. They told me two or three of them crawled up onto my shed and was trying to get into my window. So my mom's at work and I'm in the detention center. This had to be during school hours. Uh, smoking cigarettes on that little roof. And they threw their cigarettes lit into my duplex neighbor's yard who had a bunch of weeds and burned down that whole side of the duplex the day I was supposed to get out of that detention center. So I was in there an extra day, and my mom came and picked me up. Went home, and she told me what happened, how some kids burned down the duplex next door, and she doesn't know who they were, 
But neighbors said there were kids on uh, my shed, and I knew exactly who they were. I told my mom who they were. I don't know if they ever found them. Thing is, is I don't know what their last names were or where they came from, whatever happened to that. All I know is that we had to move from the next door of Kennedy Junior High more into where I had to go to Hunter Junior High. So in eighth grade, I started to go to Hunter Junior High, and that's where I met that group of friends, which I'm talking about. J.H., who, uh, the kid that ran, and we didn't know what happened to him. Damn, this Pulp Fiction story is going to have to be a whole nother story, because you're one, there's, I skipped out the whole part where I left at 13, and ran away, and nobody came looking for me, and I came home like, let's see, July, August, September, October, three whole months later, and that's why by then my mom couldn't really tell me, uh, to stay home. I'd already been gone and lived with my boyfriend for three months and was doing whatever I wanted. Back to the story of how uh, these over-the-counter pills would affect your friends too. So here we are at my house. We all ate these pills. We're all tripping. We're all hallucinating. We're all tripping. J.H. ran out the front door and last we seen he was climbing a very tall wooden fence. Shit went down. All kinds of shiz. I mean like just oh god I don't even want to go back there but the next morning I get a phone call from his dad, just pissed as fuck, almost crying. And here I am, 14, and I don't want to hear a grown-ass man cry. It sounds like my dad just yelling at me, and I don't know what's going on. But he's like, do you know where he is? Know who? You know, my son, what did you do? What are you talking about? He's in a coma. God damn it, he almost died. He's in a coma. Don't you ever, ever talk to my son again. Stay the fuck away, click. That's basically how that went. So in shock, I'm putting it all together. I'm like, oh my God. I don't know what happened. Something bad happened. So all I can do is, you know, you get on the bus and go back downtown and guess what? You just hang out with your friends because we're kids. There's nothing you can do. I felt really bad, but it wasn't going to change me or stop me. I just wished it didn't happen. I don't know how I even found out, but I don't know if this is all true, because word of mouth, it just has to get back to you back in those days, I guess. Um, he was in somebody's backyard and went get out, and they, uh, I don't know, called the cops. He ran out of that backyard, ended up at the Seven Eleven, which is next door to the Hunter High School back then. Jumped in somebody's car, locked the doors, wouldn't get out, the cops came not sure what happened or what why his dad would say he was in a coma or if they did the same to me at that hospital and pumped his stomach and all. I never found out because because I feel like that was the last time I ever saw him. But I have such a vivid memory of seeing him again because kids are kids. And even though that goes down, do you ever listen to your parents? No. I'm sure he came back in that picture because I remember very well sitting outside of Kill Pigs with us fighting over a leather jacket 
that he traded me for a Ranch Records sweatshirt that I had. The Ranch Records that had like the eyes and the two fists coming out and it said Ranch. And he wanted his leather jacket back and I didn't want to trade it. Anyway, we got in a big argument. We ended up trading it back and but I really wish I had that sweatshirt today and that's the last I ever thought I saw of him but there's no way I could he's we're friends today on the Facebook which is good enough for me and I'm very glad and anyway that's not the first and last of those stupid pills god there's another fucking crazy story I'll have to tell you about it next time because this has been way too long anyway when we come back after this short little message we're gonna have um some more interesting little history tidbits maybe we'll just wrap up some of that quick uh jfk and marilyn monroe that we talked with the grand papos last time and we'll call that good and we'll just look forward to next week's show with our makeover blind date episode oh man you do not want to miss this one with who well we'll have to find out next week it's really juicy and fun we cannot wait and there's also a little sidecar surprise to that. I guess we'll find out next week. Ah, oh, screw it. I'm just going to tell you that sidecar surprise right now. We're going to have a new member in our sun sun in our in our sun sun large belly dance troupe. Yep, this spring we're hatching a newbie, a little newbie. It's going to be awesome. I'm joining a religious cult. Now that's ridiculous. Well, I'm joining it, so you gotta sign up too. What are you talking about? Hey, don't fuck me on this, man. Just sign up. No, I'm not gonna join a cult. I can't believe you're pulling this shit on me after Monday night. What? I, I wanted to watch Monday Night Football, and you wanted to watch that other show, and we watched your show. I did that for you. Yeah, well, you kept flipping back to the game. I wanted to see the fucking score! What do you gotta do that's so fucking important? You can't join the religious cult with me! Well, I was gonna go sunbathing. Oh, boy. No, no, I don't think you should do that, because this guy, Russell, he's the leader guy of the cult. He was rambling on during one of his speeches about the sun being bad. Uh -huh. Like the beast can't come out because the sun's too bright and it hurts his eyes or something. You show up all sunburned, that guy's going to be pissed at you and me. Well, I'm not in the cult, so I don't have to worry about pissing the leader guy off. Look, I'm starting to believe in some of the stuff the cult guy's been saying. Some of it makes a lot of sense. Well, good, but I don't want to join the cult. 
can still hang out. I just won't be in it with you. The point is, I'm not gonna have time to hang out with you because I'm gonna be fucking busy with this fucking cult. So we'll visit on weekends. We'll work no, it out. No, the weekends are like the busiest time. That's when we go to flea markets and fucking malls and talk people into joining, man. Can I just join for a little while? I told my dad I'd visit him in Florida in three weeks. You just, you'll ask them, but we gotta join now. Well, what's the hurry? There's a girl I wanna meet there! What the fuck's your problem? Well... I mean, I don't really have to believe in this stuff, do I? No, no, just fucking tell everybody you believe in this shit. When they say the sun sucks, go, yeah, fuck the sun, I fucking hate it too. Long live the fucking beast. I don't know, man, this is crazy. Look, they're gonna give you clothes, they're gonna give you a free haircut, you're gonna get food. It's not gonna be one of those weird haircuts, is it? It's gonna be a haircut, all right? You said you need a haircut, they're gonna fucking cut your hair. You're going in saving 12 bucks, just fucking do it! You think the hot girl has a friend for me? Probably. I don't. And if she doesn't, she'll go out and recruit one for you. Well, all right. But hey, if I don't like it, I'm gonna escape, man. Okay, that's up to you. Three weeks later. The night time is the right time. The night time is the right time. Hey, buddy. Are you glad you did this? Oh, this is the best thing I ever did. Thank you. And you're not mad at them making you uh, kill your father, are you? You know, it's like they said. It was the only way to save him. You're a good guy. You're a better one. The night time is the right time. The night time is the right time. The night time is the right time. The night time is the right Welcome back to Six Degrees of a Belly Dancer, and like I promised, we are here with the Grand Papos again. <laughs> Hi. Hello, back again. <laughs> back again. <laughs> um, last time you were here, we were kind of just talking about JFK and Marilyn Monroe, and I just want to kind of tie up some loose ends with that so that next time you come back, we can maybe talk about something else. Anything. Maybe somebody will uh, actually write me an email and pick a subject. And with this guy, we, he, we can go anywhere. Politics, religion, ouch, yeah. Uh, yeah. With the Marilyn Monroe, let me just get straight to it. Was, who else was she sleeping with? Let's just, who else? I mean, we got JFK and uh, the mob. Sam Giancana. Thank you. Who else? Let's Said to be Frank Sinatra. Okay, now Frank Sinatra... So he was a single guy, right? Yes. He wasn't gay? No. <laughs> oh, well then. The, the mob financed him and pretty much got him into the music 
business and made him what he is. You know, backed him with the money. Okay, well, and was she paid to sleep with any of these people, or was this all just kind of one night stands, or was it mobster setup like the other, like like the prostitute with JFK, or is she just like a party and hoe? Yeah, it was it was just drug, sex, and alcohol. Ah, oh, good times. Very, very easy to they, get someone assassinated that way, huh? They they supplied her a steady supply of pills and. So it's almost as if they even had planned that she was gonna be out when they were done, right? I mean, get her hooked on stuff, and then when it's time for her to be gone, it's just like give her some really heavy hitters and night night time. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, she played into their their plans really well because they did have another lady set up to lady of the night <laughs> which which sam giancano was seeing one of his girlfriends um she was ordered to go and and have the affair with jfk and they arranged to where she was sitting next to him at an event and it made it easy for her to meet him and he he fell for it and and uh, had the affair so they already had that wow to use against them, and the Maryland thing was just another thing they could have used. So they had all kinds of that's a bonus, huh? yeah, wow. A bonus. Wow. And he said she slept with Frank Sinatra, who I thought was gay. I don't know why. Maybe I'm getting them mixed up with the Liberace. <laughs> with Liberace. I, those two. I get so many people mixed up. All right, now I'm gonna like just hop right over to um, when I was asking about the good points of JFK. Well, he had a tough stand with Russia on the Cuban Missile Crisis. But there was some trading and negotiation. You, they don't really talk about that. It's like we Russia pulled their missiles out, but we also had to pull ours out of Turkey. Okay. And last time we didn't get to it, but you said that we did try to assassinate... Castro. I am so bad with names. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> I'm like just fill in the blank like Mad Libs here. <laughs> they did have a plan, a couple of plans to do the job, and actually the CIA reached out to the mob for their help in it because they've already got Hitman. They had all the connections in Cuba and everything wow. they needed, and but they didn't want a gang style hit. You know, it was rattled and bullet. You know, riddled with bullets isn't gonna go over too easy. It had to be more subtle. So they were thinking about maybe poisoning or talks of a exploding cigar. Wow, that's <laughs> creative. So what ended up happening? They just never it, went. Yeah, with it was it? called off. It was called hmm. down, and I'm really surprised the mob just didn't do it on their own because they had everything to gain from him being assassinated. When he took over, he took all their casinos and their banks and millions and millions of dollars from them. Wow. Okay. Wow. JFK. What's the end of that story there? Oh, yeah. We know how that ended, too. <laughs> Woo. <Yeah. laughs> that one might have been a little bit harder to play out. <laughs> yeah. Well, Oswald, which always claimed he had nothing to do with it, but he didn't have much of a chance because he was soon just transferring him to the police station. A low level mobster, Jack Ruby, shot him right in the crowd. 
which you know wow. is guaranteed you're going to go to prison. You're in front of you know 30 police officers and the media. You're on cam tape doing it, mm-hmm. so that must have been a order he couldn't couldn't turn down. And a lot of the time, if if you did, it's not you; it's your family. So you know he probably did it for his family. Yeah. And then later he he wrote down in his his writings that he was uh, he claimed he was uh, purposely given cancer. After that, he died of cancer later. But wow! But he was thinking that it was given to him, and I don't know about that. But. Yeah, that's kind <laughs> of far out thing to say. Although um, I did hear that's possible. That anybody could give you the big C somehow. Have you heard of that? I haven't heard of that one. Oh shoot, I gotta look up that episode. Yeah, it was crazy. But cool. Okay. Well thank you, Jerry. Next time we meet, let's pick a subject, anything. Like I said, just go ahead and write in to six degrees of a belly dancer at gmail dot com. Thank you, Grand Papus, for popping in here. Well, I'm open to people picking any topic. Uh, even if I don't know too much about it, I could always pull a Cliff Clavin on it. So. Love it. Cheers reference. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's the plan. Let's do it. Thank you, Grand Papos. Okay, until next time, everybody. And don't forget, next week we have Blind Date Makeover with... We don't know. That's a surprise. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Look forward to hearing from you. Down the road, there's somebody else that I don't